Hello and welcome back to Therapy Talks with Taylor. Today's episode, we're going to look at self-identity. But let's jump in. Therapy Talks with Taylor, we know, is a series dedicated to educating, inspiring, uplifting others on different topics related to mental health. And this series is designed to be transparent, authentic, and provide a safe space to discuss different topics. I'm your host, Taylor Prichet, multi-passionate entrepreneur, registered mental health counselor intern in the state of Florida, proud owner of A Change Within, which provides therapy services to individual couples and families, um, creator of mental health workshops to local organizations and programs to educate others about mental health topics, host of Therapy Talks with Taylor on YouTube and different podcast platforms, and additionally, creator of mental health resources and apparel. So today's episode about self-identity, we're going to define what it is, look at tools that can help you identify your um, self-identity, factors that contribute and shape who we are as people, and any interventions and resources. First, what is self-identity? Now, this is our personality type. Now, I'm not talking about the DSM-5 personality disorders like narcissism, borderline personality disorder. Not those, not today's episode. Today's episode is focused on, on our innate characteristics, our natural interests, dislikes, likes, how we respond to social settings, the career paths that fit us naturally, how we make and keep friends, our openness to emotions. That's what I'm talking about in self-identity. And it's unique for everybody. Everyone has a different personality that fits in different settings. So someone may be more artistic. Some may be more logistical and analytical. And so we're going to explore a little bit of that today. I have listed three main tools I use myself on determining your personality type. And you can use many different others. There's a, a slew of others out there. But here are three of my main go-to. is the 16 personality tests, Holland Code Ryasek tests, and the Big Five personality tests. I like these three the best because it gives you a wide range of perspectives and questions to kind of really dive deeper into who we are as people, how we respond to different settings, our viewpoints, you know, figuring out, okay, do I really like working in group settings or am I mainly an independent solo person? So first let's dive um, deeper into 16 personality. So 16 personality is formerly known as the Myers-Briggs test. You know, that's what I grew up knowing as, but Recently, they kind of realized that it's more than just the 16 personality types. There are also assertiveness to it as well. So when you look at the 16 personality types, it kind of breaks down to four main groups. You have the analytics. So those are very intellectual, very rational. They're analyzed different data. We have the diplomats. These are our input empathy-driven people, diplomatic skills, very passionate ideals. We have the sentinels, and these are wanting more focus on order, more security and stability. And then we have the explorers. So these are known for spontaneity, ingenuity, and flexibility. 
And so these four main groups broken up into four different types of each of these categories. And so going to 16personalities.com, you can really explore and take the test. It's super easy, five, 10 minutes of your time. And it really gives you a breakdown of based on your question, um, based on the answers for those questions, which category you fit in most. The other tool I like to use is the Holland Code RISEC test. And this kind of gives you a breakdown on career choices um, based on your personality, where you might fit in better, um, determining your next step. I really suggest this one um, for those in like junior, senior high school, even, you know, in the beginning stages of college or university are looking at population between 16 years old to about 22, kind of figuring out what is your career path. And the acronym breaks down into um, five, no, two, four, six main areas, excuse me, six main areas of what is your career path that might fit you best. So we have realistic these um, types like to work with their hands, they focus on physical, they like to explore places, repair things, they're assertive and practical. We have investigative, they focus on ideas, analyzing data, they're very curious, somewhat creative, task-oriented, can be reserved, but definitely independent and logical. We have our artistic, you know, most creative of the bunch, not afraid to experiment with new ideas. They like variety. They like having a mix of different things to do. They are intuitive, very expressive, and slightly unconventional. We have our social groups. They are concerned about others. They're friendly, collaborative. You have empathy for others, high achievers, natural you know, leaders, very humanistic, and really good verbally on communication. And then we have our enterprising. They're very goal-oriented leadership and can delegate tasks effectively and efficiently. They're very, they thrive in business settings, can be very persuasive, very confident in their choice, and they really gravitate towards more power or status roles and positions. And then lastly, we have our conventional types. They're attentive to detail. They work with data very well, conscientious, very responsible in order, like to have you know rules and regulation in place. The other test I like to use is the big five personality tests. And this is comprised of five main personality types that we look at. And so the first one is openness. That means how open are we to new ideas and experiences? Our conscientiousness, how goal-directed, persistent, and organized we are. Third, our extroversion, how energized we are by the outside world. Fourth, our agreeableness puts how we put others' needs and interests ahead of our own, and neurotism, where is our responsiveness to stress and negative emotional triggers. And each of these five categories gives us, when we take our t the test, it gives us from a scale of zero to 100, how responsive we are, and that really determines you know, how we interact with other people. Now, after we do, do our personality tests, you know, how 
our personalities are shaped from birth until adult stage, even teenage years is, you know, several factors. We can look at our environment, how we were raised, the family we grew up in, um, our family our interactions with people during our childhood up until adult stage that really shapes who we are, what characteristics come out, our physical health. And sometimes if we are more healthy on the spectrum of things, our personalities will show that in a more positive swing. Now, if we're a little bit more on the unhealthier side, that will shape our personality types as well. Societal pressures um, and Peer pressure, societal norms can also affect our personality types depending on our social settings, where we are, who we hang out with, who we're exposed to. Sometimes we can mimic our surroundings more severely. So if I am 14 years old, I come to a new school and everyone is doing XYZ behavior, if I don't want to be single out, I may adapt to my surroundings and take on those, you know, behaviors as mine. And then slowly my personality will shift along that spectrum. And so who we hang out with, who we associate ourselves with definitely can shape and change our interests and our likes and our dislikes. Interventions for this, um, it really just depends on how we're feeling. So how stressed are we? What are we noticing in ourselves? So when we think about our personality and ourself, are we secure in who we are as people? Are we more secure in our identity? Do we know who we are? Do we trust ourselves with our decisions? And sometimes it takes, you know, journaling, you know, being self-reflective, taking time for ourselves to really secure our confidence in self and owning who we are naturally as people. Sometimes we can do mindfulness meditation to bring us back to a neutral state, to bring us more zen and our conscious state of mind to make sure that we're listening to our voice or listening to who we are as people innately and not necessarily listening to the outside world on where we should be or where we, we shouldn't be. Um, processing inner child work is definitely helpful for our adults um, who are looking to make maybe explore deeper connections of self and explore who they may have suppressed along their way. So looking back in the inner child to address any concerns that they may have brushed along the side to, you know, try to adapt to certain settings. And they're realizing, hmm, maybe I'm not really cut out for analytical work. I kind of adapted to this model because it was forced upon me. And so some inner child work for that individual might be helpful to explore some of their, you know, underlying personalities that they may not have allowed to come to the surface to say if they really wanted to be more artistic and really do art and draw, but they never really explored that because they thought they were doing more of a logistical route, you know, exploring, you know, digging deeper can help bring that to the surface more. And setting more smart goals for yourselves to kind of understand, you know, once we know what is our natural affinities, what we know 
where we should be and what is the best career choices for our personality, setting those goals. So if we're not in the career choice that really fits who we are naturally, maybe we're setting those steps to get there. Maybe we're setting steps to maybe do more hobby-like activities that fit our personalities better. So even if we cannot you know, feasibly, financially make a big shift from a high performing law career to, okay, I'm going to do art sculpture because that's really my passion. Maybe financially that may not make sense for some families. It may be, okay, I'll pick up a hobby. I may do more interests on my off time that matches me naturally. And of course, using different resources um, to your advantage. If we're feeling like, okay, I'm really overwhelmed, I'm really stressed, I, you know, don't know who I am, reaching out to, you know, calling 988. They can connect you to different resources, mentalhealth.gov, National Alliance of Mental Illness, National Institute of Mental Health, Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, Psychology Today famous big search engine for therapists near you to really help hone in on identifying those skills, those, you know, natural abilities and bring it to a surface. And as always, you know, let's say connected, you know, here's my contact. I'm on Instagram, email, website, number, Etsy, podcast. You know, I'm pretty much everywhere. Google me. Taylor appreciate a change within. But remembering this is not how our, your story ends. So even if we may not feel like we're in the career that we probably should be after we take our personality tests, we do some self-reflections and realize, wow, I'm really not doing what really invigorates my soul, doesn't make me happy. I'm not feeling fulfilled. It's okay. You know, it's okay. We take a deep breath, we pause, and then we start making baby steps. So it may not be a flip of the switch. I can walk away and drop everything to make that change. It may be too scary. It may not be financially feasible. So then we set up those structures in place to make those change in your own time. And knowing that it's okay to wake up one day and feel like, hmm, I'm not happy what I'm doing. And that's okay too, is reaching out to someone or some people to help. So I hope you learned a little bit. Stay tuned for part two of this, where I break down my own individual scores to these three personality tests. So stay on the lookout for that. Have a blessed day.